Thank you for joining us today as we walk shoulder to shoulder, growing in love of the Lord and each other. I'm Megan Silas. And I am Pam Marvin. We are so happy that you're here today for our continuing series on living the Beatitudes in our relationships. Thank you for joining us. And I want to say a shout out to our friends that reach out to us and say, thank you. Keep going. So I want to say thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Anne. Any of our friends that do reach out and say, hey, we listen. Um, And thank you, Denise. So I want to say thank you to my friends that are listening. And we pray that you will share it if you love it. Okay, well, then I'm going to have to say thank you to Amy and thank you to Adrian and yes, and thank you to um, Kelly. And so all these uh, people who are uh, listening, we are so blessed. Uh, it's always great to get feedback and, and do remember that we have um, a Facebook page and you're also on Instagram. Yeah, right? I have been unfaithful okay, to Instagram. Okay, she's unfaithful on Instagram, <laughs> but it's on there. So, But anyway, and then you can also uh, get in touch with us um, through Red Sea Catholic Radio, but uh, we would love to get any feedback y'all have. And even like um, whatever place that you listen, whether it's on Spotify or Podbean or um, Apple Podcast, Podcast, right? Yeah, there's ways that you can comment. And so so we do check those things. And, and so if you have feedback for us, if you have requests for show ideas, yeah, we'd love to hear from y'all and, and have whatever engagement you like. And even if you just want to tell us off and you think that we're off the rails, I love that stuff. I love to, you know, hear what people are thinking, even if they disagree. And uh, really try to take that to prayer and and see, you know, Lord, enlighten me. Is there ways that I could be purified here? Or, exactly. you, know, you know, this or maybe it's an area that he's saying, no, I think you're good. And, you know, just I'm fine to to receive criticism as well. Right. So. Well, that might be a good show idea. If, if you're one of um, a person like that that really disagrees with something that we're saying and would like to have a, a meek conversation uh, and be an example to our culture about how two people... Can, on different sides can have a really great conversation. Let Megan around know. Maybe we can get you on one of our podcasts. Oh, that'd be fun. Guests. We haven't yeah, done that. We haven't done that. No, but we're too fun. We're having too much fun just talking to each other. Yeah, it's I like, know. Ah, we don't want to give somebody else a chance, but we, we will do that some more, maybe in the future. All right. So what do we have up for today for our next beatitude? It is blessed are the merciful for they shall be shown mercy. Oh, I love this one. Um, as we began to talk about this one off air, I started saying that a few years ago, the way that I ask uh, when I mess up, I mess up a lot. I When I say that, it's like anything from maybe I said something I shouldn't have um, or, you know, break a dish. I ruined something of someone else's in the home. This is It has to do with the home again, because we kind of gravitate toward that, because that's our everyday life, right? Um, I started to say, instead of, oh, please forgive me, I was like, please show me some mercy, because I need mercy. I need it so much. And and I, I have a feeling that that's really a little more way of softening things sometimes, is to, to ask for mercy, because we are called to that in this beatitude. Yes. And I do think, you know, you're kind of bringing together the concept of mercy and forgiveness. That's really important because I really do think that they they come together and mercy often means having a forgiving heart. It means I'm not going to take whatever hurt, insult or disappointment that came my way. I'm not going to hold on to the pain or the or, you know, whatever hurt feelings are from that. Instead, I'm going to extend a forgiving heart, a merciful heart towards whoever, you know, offended me. And it's all about perspective, really, in the end. Who am I focusing on? 
Am I focusing on me mm. and how I feel and what I want and how, you know, my, what I was justified about or whatever? Or am I going to focus on the other and how I can extend Christ-like love to the other? And we know that in Christ's, you know, beautiful our prayer, our Father prayer, you know, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So as we function with merciful hearts, with forgiving hearts, we are not only blessing the other person in our behavior and showing Christ's love to them. We actually are also blessing ourselves because then we are opening up God's, you know, gates of grace for our own forgiveness for the very many things we need to be forgiven for. So true. So I'm going to have a very practical application in the home for this one. Okay, great. Um, this actually happened in my household. Let's just say that both parties were at fault in some way in an argument, mm-hmm. right? And it was a teenager that was kind of holding a grudge against a parent. Let's say it that way too. And um, while both had valid reasons to be upset with one another, that's neither here nor there. Argument doesn't matter. My suggestion was to soften and to show mercy or forgiveness to do an act of kindness for the person who offended you. Mm-hmm. Do an act of kindness. Because if you realize when you are in that state of unforgiveness, there's a hardness about you. There's a hardened heart. And then if you break out of that, and, and, and my brothers and sisters, this is something we need to fight against all the time, you know the right thing to do it. And sometimes you have to fight against your own personal will to do God's will. And that's the real battle that we're fighting. So to break through that, do an act of kindness for the person whom has offended you. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just like, you know, I don't know, something simple in the home is bring him a sandwich. Go talk to them and just say, hey, how was your day? Just can I get a hug? Something like that. Something very simple. Mm -hmm. You know, I would like to address the idea that some people would hear that and be like, well, that's kind of fake. Like you're just doing you're just doing it, you know, even though you're not feeling it because you like are mad at that person. So it's totally fake. And I'm going to say this about it. That comes down to the difference between what you feel and what you will. You may not be feeling it like you may not be feeling the warm and fuzzies or a charitable heart towards the other person in your emotions. But when you choose to act in a way that is merciful, that is charitable, that is true even more than your emotions. And the reason that is the case is because the emotions you cannot choose They just are, right? But when you make an act of the will, that is you functioning at the higher level of your spiritual nature. So true. And nothing is more true than when you act in a way that's in accordance with truth himself. Mm. So don't think, oh, I'm just faking it. No, you're not faking it. You are living in the truth of who you desire to be in Christ Jesus. And not as a slave to your passions. So true. And I want to say, for those of you who know me, you've heard me say this on the radio show. My friends and loved ones will hear me say this. 
And at first they're like, no, which is the fake it till you make it. Right. Right. So be the person God desires you to be. Right. But what I'm saying is it's not even faking it. It's not faking it to make an act of the will that says this is who I want to be despite how I feel. Okay. So in my, in my instance, I have these times of where I'm very blue and mm-hmm. I feel down. Right. Uh, but I don't like it. I, li- I like it. I actually call it out and go, I have a great life. I have wonderful <laughs> people surrounding me. My, my Lord loves me. Um, and so I then start to act happy, even though I don't feel happy. Mm-hmm. Because that's the person that I feel God's created, created for joy and goodness and love. So I start to act that way. And what happens? The feelings dissipate and the joy and the happiness come into that space. True. Although I would say that, you know, it's not a sin to not be all bubbly if you're not feeling, you know, good, if you're struggling or hurting. And to be honest that, you know what, I'm really struggling right now, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to behave in an uncharitable way towards somebody. Maybe you might be a little more reserved. Maybe you might, you know, whatever, but. Well, I think the very key part there, Megan, um, from my perspective, is don't bring others down by your discontent. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. That is not okay. Right. But I would also say that, you know, being merciful sometimes is also don't require others to be up when they're not. That's you know so what I mean? True. Like, like if you're all like, woohoo, I'm in a great mood today. You know, today is awesome. And this person over here is struggling. Well, be merciful towards them and say, you know what? It's okay. I understand that you're going through a tough time right now. I'm not going to, you know, try to force you to be some, something that you're not or feel something that you're not right now. And just kind of like be at peace and know that, you know, everybody doesn't have to be in line with what you want at right at a moment, right? And to understand the circumstances of another. I think that's a lot of what mercy, mercy is about is taking your eyes off yourself and whatever it is, is going on with you, whether it's positive or negative and looking at the other and, and trying to see through their eyes, the reality of what they're experiencing and to have a heart that says, you know what? Okay. Maybe even you treated me terribly, but okay. Let me not just assume that you're a jerk. Maybe you've got a lot going on that I have no idea about. So I'm going to approach this with a presupposition that you are deserve mercy because that's how God approaches all of us, right? That we're fallen, we're sinners and we're in need of mercy. And so is, and if God sees us that way, we're called to look at others that way too and act in a way that's in accordance with that. Right. And I want to make a distinction here too, because some people get stuck on, some the other needing to ask for forgiveness or ask oh, right, for right, mercy, yeah. which is not the case, no. my friends, not the case. No, not at all. It's really an act of mercy, even more so if they are not requesting it. Yeah. You know who I always think about when I think of this kind of behaving in this way? Uh, St. Therese of Lisieux. Have you, you know that story about how there is this like nun in her convent that just treated her terribly, was right. just rude and obnoxious and constantly like trying to order her around and being uh, negative towards her and everything. And she, in St. Therese, like decided, you know what? I'm going to treat her with the most charity, with the most deference, with just 
try to love on her. And it was really hard for her. Like in her story of a soul, she talks about just how it was so contrary to how she was feeling towards this other nun. And so the story goes that in the end, like she kind of through her acts of just persistent mercy towards this woman who was mean to her, she won over the heart of the woman. And this, this other nun was so clueless <laughs> that when St. Therese died, she was, she thought that she was her favorite person in the whole combat. When really Therese struggled to love her really mightily. Right. But so in the end was her love for, she struggled to love her in her feelings, but she, in her will, she acted in love towards this woman who then was won over by her and her heart and, you know, probably helped to heal some of her woundedness, right? Because a lot of times when people treat us in ways that are um, disrespectful or harsh or whatever, it really comes out of a place of their own woundedness, right? Yes. And they're often testing to see, right. are you going to confirm what I think about myself or, you know, what I've always experienced? And when you can like switch, switch the script and all of a sudden somebody meets their, their, you know, disrespect, their negative behavior is met with mercy it can have a profound impact. Right, right, right. And something to remember when people hurt is it's so true. The phrase hurt people hurt people. Oh, absolutely. So show them mercy. So when someone goes and lashes out at you, instead of having that natural response to give it right back, have a response that says this person is deeply wounded I'm going to have mercy on them mm-hmm. because their woundedness is showing because right. hurt people hurt people. Right. And I will say that, you know, having had experiences of, you know, people who will over time continually to behave in ways <laughs> towards you that are painful. Like when you have that insult over and over and over again, it is hard. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and talk like this is just easy peasy. You can have somebody be mean to you time and time and time again and still maintain a heart of mercy like that. That's just an easy thing. No, it's not. It takes a lot of work. And what to be merciful in a situation like that, what it really takes is to constantly go back to the Lord for the grace Time and time again. And I know that, you know, in circumstances where I've had to deal with that, you know, you're going to fall short. You're going to have times where, you know, your anger and it can be very justified, righteous anger, right? Like you are being treated poorly. Like you should not be treated this way by a person. But you, if you want to remain in the heart of Christ and be a merciful lover, like he is a merciful lover, you, you know, you got to keep trying. And when you fall, because you'll fall times because we're all, you know, weak and we all, you know, are fleshy. And sometimes our, you know, defenses are down for whatever reason. And we may, even if we want to be merciful, lash out. And it may be in speech. It may be in action or whatever. And when that happens, then God has promised in your efforts to be merciful 
I will show you mercy. And that very act of you showing mercy to another, when you fail and you go to the Lord and, and I do it in confession when I'm in, I, like, if I fall short in an area like this, I head straight to confession. Lord Jesus, I have fallen short of to be who I want to be for this person. I have, you know, had the sin of detraction maybe where I, I spoke negatively sure. of them. Yeah. Maybe it was true. The sin of detraction is actually when you speak truth, but you didn't need to. And you did it for the purpose of making the other person look bad. Sometimes when you're just yeah. another way to say it is revealing the sin of another. Right. Absolutely. When you when it's, you know, sometimes it's necessary for some reason or another, but a lot of times it's not. And you just want people to know how bad that person's behaving. Right. Mm-hmm. And but you need to, you take it to confession. You're like, Lord, I feel short. I need your mercy. And I beg you for your grace. Mm-hmm. And so this, it's constantly going. You give the mercy. You need the mercy. It's that cycle that the, the Lord's in it. And it's, there's growth in that in your spiritual life when you're constantly striving and then you fall short and then you get back up and you go to the Lord. Right. And so never let him, it's not something we white knuckle, Right. We try and try and try, and we're going to fall short sometimes, but we always know that God's mercy is infinite. We can always just dive right into that ocean of mercy. That's so true. So, you know, I want to look at that perspective, too, of the person who is having a hard time being merciful because the injury is so great. Um, again, you know, how do we get that from, you know, that feeling to the head to make it rise, to be an act of the will, to do the right thing when you're not feeling it. Any mm-hmm. any hints on that? Because to me, that's like a practical tip of how you get from point A to point B. It's like, okay, yes, you have a legitimate reason to be upset with this person because of the behavior, but God doesn't want you to stay there. Mm-hmm. So as an act of the will, show mercy and forgiveness, which is really kind of reclaiming peace, right? Sure. Yeah. And, and it is hard sometimes, right? And so... You know, I'm a big proponent of the pause button. Mm. That's that's really my honestly like the key to a lot of things as far as for to me for living out the the Christian life. And it says it basically when I'm what I say that what I mean is when you feel strong emotions that are prompting you towards sinful behavior, acknowledge that they're there and pause before you do anything. And if that means that you literally have to like leave a circumstance, do it because better to walk away than to sin, right? Better to cut your hand off than to sin, right? Like, so you do whatever you need to do to get the time to acknowledge what you're feeling. Like so many people, they try to stuff stuff, right? They don't want to really truly face how they're feeling because they don't like it. And they don't like what it probably means about themselves or whatever. So they just ignore it and stuff it. And then, and then it blows up. Right. So anytime you have strong emotions that you experience, that you feel are pushing you towards something that's going to be sinful. Pause. Bring them to the Lord. Right, right. With open, honest vulnerability to him and say, Lord, this is what I'm feeling right now. And I'm feeling 
the compulsion, the push to be somebody who I don't want to be. And now I need your grace. Guide me on how I can be in your will in this circumstance and really be willing to do whatever it is that he puts on your heart. Now it may be where he might say something like, you know, my child, you right now aren't in a place to actually do anything other than to just stay out of it. So just stay out of it. Right. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just stay out of it. Or he might say, you know what? I'm calling you to be a witness to this person right now. And I know it's going to be hard for you, but I'll give you the grace. So you, I want you to step back in and do this. Right. You know, Megan, um, you have the pause button. I have a little jingle that stuck in my head that I've, I share with um, others too, very similar. That's um, from when I was raising young children about crossing the street and it was stop, look and listen. Mm-hmm. So stop is my pause button. Look at the circumstances from a heavenly perspective and then listen to the Holy Spirit. Right. right. Same difference. Just a little di- That's just a Pam way mm-hmm. and a Megan no, way of looking good. at yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. Stop, look and listen. Right. And you know, in that, process, you'll often find out things about yourself that make it clearer why it's such a difficult situation for you. You know, there are probably things within you that are being triggered by this person that cause you to respond in such a profound way, you know, because, you know, we've talked about this before in other episodes uh, where, you know, the same exact behavior by one person might completely roll off your back and by another person might set you on such an edge and get you so riled up and to understand what is it, what's going on in me, right? That's causing me to respond so, so strongly to, to this person behaving in this way. Right. I like the way you're framing that, Megan, because I think that's so important that we, you know, just frame it in a way that we cannot focus on the other's behavior. We can only affect our own behavior. Right. So if we're having that reaction to another, you can't change the other, but you can certainly work on yourself and the way you receive it. And don't be a victim about it. You always have to look at what is my share in this responsibility? What is my action? Where have I fallen short? Mm-hmm. You must always look from that perspective because you can change you, right. but not the other. Well, and the, tr- and the beautiful reality is, and this is the way God works, is that when you do that, and you actually do respond mercifully to somebody's bad behavior, that may, in the end, in the long run, change their behavior in a much more effective way and an enduring way than it ever would have if you, you know, refused to extend mercy and responded out of your negative emotions. So it can actually have the impact you're hoping to have, but... It's again, it starts with you and it starts with understanding why is it that I'm responding this way and who does God call me to be? Because I think, you know, as we wrap this one up, the most important thing to remember is that we're called to live in imitation of Christ. And we've got a whole mess of stuff from the very lips of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to St. Faustina about how he is mercy itself. If we truly want to be like Christ, we must 
be merciful. There's no other way around it. And if you're struggling to do it, he wants to help you. Let him help you. Jesus, I'm struggling to be merciful, but I trust in you. Give me your mercy so that I can extend your mercy. Beautiful. Ask for the graces needed in my brothers and sisters. Ask for that grace. Yeah. Why don't you close us in prayer, Pam? All right. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we just ask you to come into our hearts to show us and give us that grace of the mercy that we need to extend to others. You are a good and merciful Father who desires us to be as forgiving. Help us to love one another as an extension of your mercy, to forgive even when forgiveness is not warranted but because you would do that, because you would forgive. Instill in us that capability that is so difficult in our human flesh, but Lord, we know that you will it and that you will grant us that grace. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you so much for walking shoulder to shoulder with us today as we discuss these Beatitudes. And we would pray that you will share it if it's blessed you. And also that you would join us again next time as we continue down this journey uh, of the Beatitudes. So until next time, God bless. God bless. <laughs>